Hey, welcome everybody. It's Randall tonight by myself with a couple of friends from Pennsylvania. You know, we do our new artist feature, uh, which one's coming up with Camden Smith, who's been on here several times. Jack Stone will be appearing sometime this summer from Nashville. Tonight, two of my friends. It's kind of strange. I know Seth personally. First time I've met Luke is here tonight. Seth and Luke Landing, LS Burnout. Is that I got it right? Yep, that's it. Tell us a little bit about this, Seth. Uh, when did you start writing? So, uh, I, I mean, that's a pretty broad question. We started, I started, I've been writing since I was a little kid. I remember being about eight years old and starting writing comics. Luke, uh, right here, was not much of a writer uh, at all, but he started picking up guitar uh, about 2020, you know, during the quarantine. And he, he picked it up pretty well. And so, like, right after he, like, learned a couple of chords, he, he would just run up to me and start hammering out songs, uh, hammering out licks that he came up with. And then I would just, like, off the top of my head, write out something. And then I started writing that down. And, and that's – so that's, we've been doing this about four years now, almost. So, Luke, did you have any formal training, or was it just kind of you feeling your way through the guitar? Um, I kind of just – wanted to play guitar with Seth and then he gave up on me. And so I just decided to keep playing and probably learned the wrong way, which is just by finding a song on the, on YouTube or something and then playing it and then just doing the same records for about three hours a day for about four years. And uh, we are playing. You know, um, one of the reasons we're here tonight, and I, I've got to admit it honestly, is when I met Seth and um, Seth's mom is a friend of mine and, we kind of talked about music and Seth was talking about <clears throat> his ideals of music. I was kind of like, yeah, I can't make sense of this. But <clears throat> when I heard you play, it made sense to me. So <clears throat> let's get, let's get to some music, some live music. So let's just open up, play something. I'm going to put you all on the screen, take about three minutes and let the people hear what I heard that night. So, I'm going to throw you all up by yourself. Just get ready and whatever you got. Okay. All right. Ready? Let's do the dandelions. Dandelions. A bird from the meadows and it's from the sun. Can't you see we're all on the run? Swimming through waterfalls, tumbling through streams. Coming from nowhere and stumbling for years. Oh, all of it's true. Wander into the meadow where the dandelions swallow you. And the caterpillars sprout wings. While butterflies land on our ears, oh, all of it's true. No one is coming for you. Let the dandelion swallow you. Listen to the pallid squall of the end. There's nothing else here that stands. So step on through to the other side. Here there'll be a million, million eyes. Oh, all of it's true. No one is coming for you. 
dandelion swallow you. Let the dandelion swallow you. All right, guys. That's what I was talking about. Got a drink of water going a little better. It is, Luke, how would you describe that song? I mean, it is almost a punk, it's kind of all over the place. Um, So I just kind of will, about the song, I just kind of pick it up and then what I'll do is I kind of just play as fast as I can and that's called folk punk. It's like just, you know, good car, but it's punky. And then, you know, and then Seth over here, the guy that makes the lyrics, He's the one that makes the meaning to it. I just make the sound that becomes the meaning of the song and backs them up. And that's just how that's how we Dan Lyon came to be. Seth, do you write lyrics or do you listen to a lick that uh, Luke maybe wrote? He runs up into my room, says, I have a new thing. Start singing. Start singing. And so <laughs> then I start randomly throwing out words. Um, if there's like one lyric that I make up, then I write that down. I like that. And then everything else I kind of dump and then we'll go again. I'll have that lyric and then make more stuff up. And then I find like one or two lyrics that I like, and then just jot that down. It's all, all right. like very stream of conscience. All right. So with the sound it's so different, who are the influences on your music? Um, folk punk artists as Pat the Bunny we are well my favorite band is tenacious d which is made up of jack black the actor and him yeah. his bandmates kyle gas they're just com comedian uh writers and they, their music is just comedy pretty much and so i kind of just like adding fun to the music we play and i don't worry about the meaning because you know Seth's job he focuses on that but i'm just there to make the the guitar part and then that's just how i how i do and that's my influences on the instrumentals yeah you know ironically i was listening to T tenacious d driving home tonight Oh really? What song? Yeah, yeah, it's great. It's great music, and I love uh, it. it kind of the same vibe you and Seth have. Um, Tenacious D brings like almost a metal vibe to acoustic music, where you bring almost a punk feel. Um, you know, I love that '70s punk era sound. You know, before it became back in the raw days. You know, before the Clash was ever played on the radio, and I hear, I hear that kind of raw untamed uh lyrics Seth um is your lyrics obviously it's not literal because the dandelions are not going to eat, eat me is it road in metaphor it's it, it 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 kind of is it's it's very um like I said stream of conscious uh so I, I like just it sounds cool um, a lot of like what inspires my writing, like when he'll at, like, he'll ask me to like write something. Usually I'll just like start writing like, sh like off of shows that I recently watched or like a book that I just read. So a lot of it is like immediately just transplanted. So the dandelion thing is kind of metaphor. Like Luke, Luke's always like, oh yeah, Seth will put in the meaning. He like, honestly, I don't think too much into it. I'm like, oh, that's just a cool line. Like being swallowed by flowers. That's neat. That's a neat image. You know what I mean? That's kind of the extent of it which i like to think is like a very punkish way of thinking of like it sounds cool so i'm gonna use it you know so i mean the first time we talked about it i was really i guess i gave you a yeah 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 because you talked about acoustic punk and i was like yeah i, I don't want to hear this then i heard you play a song at an open mic night is that where you're trying the music out mainly right now is open mics 
that's yeah, it's kind of the only spot that we've got for now. Yeah. Our schedule. Seth's a college student, and then I'm playing. I'm I'm in school still, you know, high school. So so far, the only thing that reaches our uh, availability is open mics. But there is we have options to play at like this, like these other shows. But we just can't make it yet. So for right now, we're doing open mics. Well, you brought it up. I was going to bring it up later. Y'all are awful young, and to get into the uh, songwriting business, uh, Luke, you're still playing high school sports. I I, I know. You have a girlfriend, you go to class, you write song with your brother. I mean, when do you have time to sleep? I sleep, I guess, after I'm done with everything else at night. It's about 1130 and I pass out and thank God I'm a I'm a light sleeper. and I can wake up whenever I whenever my alarm goes off, which is very nice and convenient. And your sport is? I play volleyball for uh, for my high school. Volleyball. How'd you get into volleyball? I mean, was it was it just something that attracted you? I mean, I just like I really loved playing, keep a keeping a balloon off the floor. And then about fourth grade, we played volleyball and it was terrible. But I was like, yeah, this is pretty just playing balloon off the floor. And I wanted to keep doing it and then started actually playing in high school of my freshman year. And that's just how I started playing volleyball. That's cool. Very cool. Very cool. Is there anything about songwriting that is competitive like sports would be? Um, I remember thinking we're at our open mic that you saw, I was thinking, man, hopefully we can, you know, make our sound as good as everyone else's. And then I was hoping that we sounded pretty good on our own, hopefully not against other people. Then we started playing and stuff. I'm like, yeah, you know, we're, we're playing pretty good. And then of course with sports is like, I want to be the best. I want to be whoever looking out on the other side of the court. So, and I feel like we did that. And that's how, that's just how this, that can, to oh. me, that's the way they sound the same. Cool. Very cool. All right, Seth, let's dig into the lyrics. You're really into kind of, um, I don't know what the right word is to it, sci-fi, D&D. Weird. Kind of alternate universes. Yeah. See your lyrics, it definitely comes through. Uh, Is that creep into your music or is that just the way you start out to write? To a ridiculous degree, it does, like creep in. So the first, so the biggest interestingly enough like i say like folk punk is like my biggest influence or the biggest genre that like i'd like me and luke kind of work on uh you know tenacious d and all that um but honestly i think the biggest thing that inspires my lyrics was probably vanessa carson i think her name was a thousand miles yeah because uh, that one lyric um uh if i could fall into the sky that lyric was like super interesting to me as a kid when i first heard the song because it's like what does it mean to fall into the sky and so all of my lyrics like even today still have that kind of like imagery of like someone floating or the planet cracking or sunspots you know meteorites falling around like that to me is like that's like the my biggest source of creativity to the point that like for a while there it like kind of infected all of my all of my songwriting and luke would just be like this is just inferno again or this is just the same song we gotta like so i started like testing myself to like not write only about that so also just like weird metaphor like dandelions or like a big garden you know so So, uh as you grow your songwriting skills do you ever find subjects that you want to write by about that's maybe different. I mean, do you ever just sit down and say, we're going to, we're going to write something that's happy and, and, and Daisy and somebody falls in love and somebody does something, or is it still just your world in your head that hits the paper? Yeah. That, I, I mean, like, 
I, th- I think what the, the common assumption is when you say, oh, I write music, the first thing is like, oh, you must write a lot about like relationships or like, um, like certain human emotions. Right. But like, to me, that's not like what inspires me when I try to sit down to write something. What inspires me is much more like just weird ideas, just like weird images or like weird, like, like, like science fiction, you know, like weird, um, TV shows, just stuff that like, you can think like, oh, that's an interesting image. And then I just go with that to me what doesn't so like when i so that is always kind of the first preference is like what do i think would be interesting to sing about oh some dude that's like floating into the air and then again if i sing too much about that and it gets like repetitive over multiple songs then i bring it back down and i'm like um there's a valley i I, what i really find interesting is like singing about like landscapes or like uh there's another song that we have that's literally just called like pond or um you know just i like singing about like grand canyon or a big pond or like again like a forest or something i I find a lot of influence from nature and i think that comes a lot from um my uh my time listening to a lot of like black metal uh which takes a lot of like a lot of the artists that make black metal are very into like forestry and uh like you know nature they like to sing a lot about like big forests and wintry uh like landscapes so that that also had a big influence on me well luke when i was talking to seth he brought his influences from all over the place. Are they, are they things that you listen to that's not influenced by your music? Do you like different genres? Or when you get in your, when you're driving down the road, what's playing on the stereo? Um, my music is very. I, I listen to a lot of Beatles, their later stuff, their psychedelic stuff, which is hard to replicate on a guitar. Well, just a guitar, but I I try sometimes. Believe it. Um. And then I'll also listen to a lot of their their uh, own stuff. I listen to some, embarrassingly, but J Rock. I do listen to a band called The Pillows, and I I can't understand what they're saying, but I like the way it sounds, and so I try to bring that into my guitar playing. And then also I just random seventy songs, you know. I listen to a lot of that, and then I'll also listen to some rap, which would hopefully influence my lyric of making ability, but it does not, sadly. But I do try to bring that also feel of that speaking from the heart into what I play too, and hopefully I can re remake that into the way my guitar sounds. You know, I, I do hear some. Uh, I don't know if it's the later Beatles, but I definitely hear some Beatles influence in your playing. Uh, I was going to ask you if you listen to the Beatles a lot. Yeah, yeah, I love the Beatles because there's nothing, there's nothing better than the play on words and the Beatles music out. You know, I think you got to have two songwriters to get that good and bad of Lennon and McCartney, and you can you, you get the happy McCartney and the and the angry sad Lennon always. So uh, I always think about I think the greatest lyric ever wrote by the Beatles was that song. It's getting better, it's getting better, and then all of a sudden Lennon writes the line, "It can't get much worse," and, and I, yeah. I think it's just brilliant in songwriting. Seth, what do you want to do with these songs? Is it something? Now, understand, you might write a thousand songs before you find one that somebody wants to record or something. Is it everybody's goal to record their songs or have somebody record a song you write? I think the general assumption is definitely. There's a lot of like actually kind of going back uh to like when you said like you were really young to be doing this there's a lot of like kids that are even younger than me or there's kids about luke's age that are like already 
self-releasing their own stuff on TikTok or Instagram a lot of the times. Uh, so like there's there's the immediate assumption, I think like for a lot of people that write music, there's the immediate desire of I I made this, I want to present it to the world and I can I'll I'll do it through a record or I'll do it on my own. I don't I don't care which. For me, this is more like just an exercise. Um, I like going to shows. I like doing the whole open mic thing. I want to do more of that. We haven't done nearly enough yet, but I want to do more of that. But like actually seeing us getting like signed or anything, I personally can't see it. But I know for Luke, like, you know, for you, it's a bit different. I want to do music for my life. And I wish you felt the same, but that's okay. But I do want to do this for my life. I can't imagine myself working a nine to five behind a desk and not being able to do what I love. Because I remember my music teacher said in like first grade, I was like, I was seven years old, bro. He says, um, he says you work, if you love your job, you never work a day in your life. And then I think about that a lot. And I was like, well, if I could never, if I could be happy with a job I love, I want to do music. And that's what I'm trying to work towards now and trying to make as many songs as we can and still trying to make quality. So it's not completely quantity over quality, but we're trying to make them even quality. And then I'm just trying to hopefully get enough. And then hopefully someone picks it up and likes it. And then we can just keep releasing. That's awesome. I mean, because you're really in two different journeys, but you're on a journey together. Yeah. I, I want to get another song in. I'm just going to, going to, I'm going to cut the mic off. I'm going to put you on here and just play something for us. Okay. Pond, pond. Uh, well, we're going to play the song we mentioned before about the landscape called Pond. Remember the pond you slept on remember those wintry scars the clouds spiraling the trees are wilting the sun is broken see her standing there her yellow eyes reptilian and can you feel your fear? Can you see that sea? Millennium has passed. These thousand years are last. The clouds spiral towards the sun. The sun is brown. Descend into the ground Take my hand and follow We go to greener pastures Descend Descend into madness Forget your own fears Forget your own face there's nothing like that here. A millennium has passed. These thousand years could never last us. A millennium. A millennium has passed. Follow me, follow me. Follow me. 
All right, guys, I just got a text from a friend writer, another friend who's a, a writer too. And yeah. he was talking about, he said, said that song, what you were playing had great structure. So um, tell me about structure then in a song. And that's not something people talk about a lot. No, it isn't. Um, it's actually <laughs> funny we should bring this up. It's funny because uh, I'm actually, I'm in the middle of taking a music class in college. And today we actually brought up structure as well. Uh, now in classical music, which is what we listen to in that class, there's a lot more like in-depth discussion of like the, you know, rep repetition and uh, different dynamics that make up like a good structure for a song. And I got to tell you, I do it mostly just off the cuff. And so I don't put too much thought into it. The most I think is, okay, there should be a section where we have an intro with me singing with a big stanza of something, then the chorus, then structure, uh, then the then the next part, and then the chorus to to end us out. It's it's very it's very basic. It's it's um, but it, I mean you know if if someone else like heard like oh that's some good structure then I mean I am you know I guess it's I guess it works. Yeah, that was intentional. <laughs> um, but like I said, it's not complex, but it is um, rustic. Yeah. Um. Well, I was going to say that simplicity is the structure in a lot of way. Go ahead, Luke. I was just going to say to fill in the blanks where he put something, something, yada, yada. Um, we start, well, I, well, we start off with, you know, our, our core. I start off with my chords and usually I'll make that as our intro. And then it'll just go along as we're going through the melodies and everything. And then we just go, go. And then I'll make, we'll get to the chorus first and then I'll play another, I'll add on to the chord progression. And then the more I add to the chord progression, the more it progresses into our bridge. And then I'll make our bridge. And then Seth, you know, I give him a breather. And then so he can formulate ideas. And then we come back together to keep going with the melody. And we usually go to the chorus after that. And then I'll finish off with a little like, and that's how that's our structure, I say. That that it's unique. You kind of have a pattern that you write in. And I don't know that everybody understands that 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 dynamic. Uh, Luke, before I leave you though, you got a guest there with you. You gotta we at least gotta get her to shout out here. If she's not gonna jump on camera. Hi. <laughs> My name's Presley. And, and who are you named after, young lady? Because that's the greatest name ever. Yeah, I'm named after Elvis Presley. Ah, uh, we had to get that in. And you <laughs> what? I'm sorry. Your sibling is named Dylan. Yeah, and you know, uh, let me guess. You got a family member who plays music. Uh, yeah, my dad, actually, he he was just in um, a band who just like just a cover band. And now he's in his, another band and they make their own music. So they make rock music. So, well, you, you had to get on and at least say hi. Thank you very much. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. Hey, uh, Luke, what, what's it like to have your girlfriend listen to you play? Do you ever does she get you more nervous or do you feel more at ease? Um, you know, I have a bracelet she gave me that, uh, that, um, when I was playing at our open mic, the one that you saw, uh, I, I was looking at it during it to, you know, calm my nerves down and not drop my pick during it. So it was very nice to have that. That's so cheesy. Well, I don't care, <laughs> but I, I, it, is, it, it does calm my nerves with everything. It's not, it's very nice that she's there to support and she listens to our music, which is great. Hey, it, it's all, it becomes, uh, Music becomes not just about the people who write it or play it, but the group who support you and around you. And, you know, uh, a lot of times 
the best inspirations come from your friends and your family and your girlfriends. And, um, you know, don't ever, don't ever leave that inspiration. I, I think, uh, I, I don't write music, but I write poetry. And I think about half the people I write poetry or half the poetry I write are about people that I know. But if you read the poetry, you would never know it was about that person, you know? So it, it is, it is definitely important. Um, God's, is as you take this out to the world and 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 get these opportunities at open nights and stuff, um, what what amount of a set do you have put together right now? How many songs do you have? Um, we well, we a few months ago, maybe a year ago, we sat down and we put our all of our songs into albums that we're not they're not going to be put together at all. But you know, if they ever were, which hopefully they will be. But we have about, I'd say about three of them, and all, each has about seven songs. But we usually main our eight, or the seven or eight songs that we have, we have we, that we had set for our uh, open mics that we'll be playing at. All right, guys, here we're gonna do something, but not about music. I'm gonna ask you just, I'm gonna let people get to know you a little bit. All right, so we'll go. Each one of you got to answer it, uh, starting with Luke, then the Seth, and then we'll reverse it. What's your favorite thing to eat in the world, Luke? Uh chocolate probably but if i'm ever going out at a restaurant i'm gonna get salmon or chicken tenders depending on how depending on how i'm feeling that day but it's usually one of the two yeah i think i knew that one because i think your mom who's online listening to us has told us that you my daughter Anna Lee, eats salmon everywhere we go so she was talking about you being the same way all right seth what's your favorite food in the whole world probably still pizza i've been saying that same answer since i was about 10. <laughs> All right, Seth, we'll start with you on this one. If you're not playing music, you're not in school, what are you doing for fun? Writing. I do a lot. Like, honestly, like the songwriting thing is like maybe like a sliver of like the writing that I'm doing in a given day. Um, I've gotten really like uh, I do a lot of like t uh, tabletop role playing stuff. So I'll, I'll, I run D&D games, um, Pathfinder games, any like any game that I can get my hands on. I'm writing stuff out for that for a group of players. Um, and then I get that stuff prepared. I run a game every Tuesday night and every Sunday night for different groups. Um, and so I, that's that takes up like a majority of my creative stuff. Um, and then if I'm not doing that, then I'm probably reading something or yeah, yeah, reading something. Luke, what are you doing uh, in all the spare time you have with everything you've got going? Um, usually I'm with Presley and actually what I do in my free time, I hang out with her. And then other times I'm just playing video games, pretty much waiting for Seth to get home from school so we can keep on making it or just doing something together. That's cool, man. What, what is it like to go on stage with your brother? We'll start with Luke and then oh, we'll come. Um, and it's great. And, you know, it's not like it's, I like it a lot more. Well, I think, you know, we spend a lot of time together. So I like it. It's, I can't imagine going on with some random dude I never met before in my life and being like, hey, play this and you know, I'll play this. I'm like, okay you know and just i think us you know be, always being together we do form a little bit of a chemistry there because whenever i'm playing i can feel the chord change up and then i can feel him about to change what he's seeing in his tone and so i change it up to match the chord with that and it's just really nice that we just can match and mix like that no dude i just change based on what you're about to do <laughs> that's what i do for you so it looks like we can do that together oh yeah all right seth what, what's the best thing about going on stage with your brother there's a there's a synergy because like again i've literally known him since like probably the second day he was born. Uh, so like, I know, like, you know, I, like we've grown up together. So there's this immediate sense of like, 
you know they're like i i believe in like this sort of like you know energy between people so like i just i i we like we just have like this sort of bond as brothers like that we've you know known each other all the time we like yeah like we spat and like you know like we argue with some things but for the most part it's just like oh all right dude sit down and do this sit down and do that and honestly we're able to bring that on stage i'd say like pretty seamlessly of just like all right now we're gonna sing this and we just lead, just launch into it together you know what i mean all right the, of your music that you're listening to and, and i i had a venom shirt on one night and we, we we saw each other and you immediately went to venom uh and knew 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 the stuff about it knew everything about it what band do you what band or do you listen to that would shock people uh <laughs> probably probably anything um actually you know what i'm really into uh venetian snares i think when i say that ever like any any other person that like listens to me is just like what the heck is that and then i try to show them a clip and it's like literally incomprehensible it's just a bunch of random like drum beats that are just like smashed together that this dude like mixes on like a soundboard in front of a live audience it's insane um and in that one's probably like the weird the, the weirdest one and then everything else from that is just like screaming metal that i listen to like polish black metal or norwegian black metal yeah your music influence was just like off the chart everywhere else yeah luke what do you listen to that would shock people uh, i think i'm pretty much a vanilla person but probably the j-rock thing with the pillows and maybe tenacious d i know they're very they're very popular as you know we you as i mentioned you played in your car but I think that maybe that would be shockable people, maybe. Yep. I, 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 when you said Tenacious D, that's kind of my guilty pleasure because I'm, 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 my music taste comes from I love metal and I love country music, and that's that's not the two things you would put together normally in life. So, kind of that acoustic rock of Tenacious D kind of talks to me. All right, uh, Luke, when you are um writing uh, and you're you know playing out your chord patterns do you ever just get to a place you're stuck and what what's your exercise kind of to get around that um usually what i try to do with every song that i'm working with or that anything i'm trying to figure out for seth to make lyrics to i'm always just how do i make this sound different than everything else so i don't sound the same every single time and what I'll do usually is I'll just play something completely, completely that has nothing to do with anything. And then just after I go through every single chord that I know on the guitar, I'm like, oh, those didn't sound that bad together. And then I put those together and then I just keep doing that over and over again until I make something new. And then I throw a few like guitar chords and I'm like something like that, maybe just in between it to break it up. A bit. And then that's how I keep myself again stuck and keep myself from reaching a plateau of boredom. Very good answer. Seth. You have the perfect three lyrics and you can't find the fourth one. What do you do? Um, I put, I, I do write them down. I usually, it's not really lyrics. That's the thing though. I don't, I, I never have like lyrics that pop into my head. I have an image. I'm like, you know what? There's a, like a blank, there's a white mask that's in a dark room. And then I, and I'm like, I don't know what I could do with that, but I'm going to write that down. And then Luke will come up and be like, Seth, sing something. Cause he, he's got a new like collection of chords. And so then I go back to that, like, you know collection of thoughts of just random images and then i'm like all right we're gonna use this one and then i just start making up lyrics around that um so if i like so it, it's rare that like if i 
if I come up with something that I'm stuck on, I usually just like, I mean, the, the obvious like writer's block here is just take like a day or five minutes to like step away from it and then like wait for the idea to come back. But when it comes to lyric writing, it that really is just like spur of the moment. Oh, that's a cool idea. I'll write it down and then I'll wait till Luke has something and then I might pull influence from that idea, you know. Guys, I, I'm gonna I'm speaking from my heart and, and I mean it completely. When I ask you to be on here, it's because I thought your songwriting was good. And, and I'm gonna encourage you to continue it and um, breach yourself out. You, you know something I would like both of you maybe to uh, explore is some Eric Clapton lyrics because your music, your lyrics has some of the some of the early 60s, late middle 60s, um, Clapton elements to it, and I hear it. You know, you know, he talked like White Room, where he's talking about in a white room. He's basically went insane, and it's it's more a visual than it is, you know, a love song. Then he writes something like Layla, but he breaks it up completely with a piano concerto that makes no sense. And yeah. I think he does that. You know, I think you put two things together that might not be normal, but it sounds good together. So yeah. I. I Keep writing because you have a special special talent before we get off we're going to get one more song but i also have one more question before we get off from here when you are writing a song at what point is it done um well i hate to leave the songs that we have on a note where it's like, okay, we'll finish this later. And then we'll, and then we never and come back to it. I hate doing that. Cause it's in my head for the rest of my life. There is, there is one it. song that isn't finished yet that we've been working on for months that we just never get back to. Yeah. <laughs> and it's annoying, but you know, the way that, um, we know when a song is done is usually I'll look at him and then like mm -hmm. I'm playing and then he'll stop singing. I'm like, oh, okay, he's done. And then, so then, and then I just start, I make a little finishing lick to it. And then I'm like, okay, it's finished. And then we look at each other like, okay, put that down. And then we record it. And then we change it about 20 times and we're done. It's, it's never the final note that we change. Like when we have that final note during like the first couple of sessions, that's done. And then everything after that is, all right, Seth, this lyric is dumb. This lyric is bad. Let's change these lyrics. And then everything else is just the middle part. The, we, we're really good at doing openings and really good at doing closings. And I mostly chalk that up to his guitar writing because he just has, does good chords. It's hey, the middle section that I have to carry that I am, you know, that's what always has to change the most. I, I really do think, Luke, you open and close the song really, really good. So I compliment you too on that because um, in the, the one song that really caught my attention, it was like before Seth started singing, I was like in love with the song because you wrote such a great opening. Um, how, okay, but I was going to go ahead and close the show, but tell me about writing an opening and close because that's different than writing um, a, a lyric or, or, or playing underneath Seth. It's really your time to kind of shine, though. Um, I think I can think. I, I, um, I'm pretty sure I can think of the song you're thinking of. Was it? It starts off like. Yeah, that um, I just what I, what I'll do is I'll just pick a chord because that that the chord shape that 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 that's in that that's from is in the song. And what I'll do usually is after I figure out chords or something, I'll go back to the intro and I'll think, okay, let me break this apart and let me just play single notes and hopefully that sounds good together. And then I just put into the song and I make more single notes and that's how that opening that you said you liked a lot, which I appreciate. 
that uh, that you say you liked, and then um, and then I'm like I roll with that, and then hopefully I can, and then I finish it off with that too. And so sometimes I'll go back to the intro and I'll finish it. Off. Sometimes I'll make something completely different, and hopefully it doesn't sound as bad as I hope it doesn't, and then it sounds good. You're your worst critic at times, are you not? He is, but it works out. Yeah. <laughs> who 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 has the final? If something is not working and you both feel it, is one of you like the guy that goes, let's just kill this. It doesn't work. I'll, I'll, I'll take that honor. Yeah. I feel like I'm the critical one in this. I, I'd say like, I mean, there's plenty of lyrics that I'll write where I'm like, okay, this whole section I got to delete. And then like, I'll try to come back from. Now we don't do that often. Usually it's just like one lyric or one line that I want to get rid of. But like, I think I'm most, actually, no, I think he's more critical about the lyrics than even I am. So yeah, I, I think he does earn that title. Cool. Do y'all got one more song for us? Do you want to play Scattered Night? He's got to get his capo for this one. Okay. Hey, and I'm going to let you play us out tonight, but I'm going to tell you, about six months from now, I want to hear the new songs you wrote between now and let's say in the summer, we'll be we'll redo this because I want to keep encouraging you to get on here, get comfortable, encourage you to keep writing, and and build our audience uh and you know exposure and you never know you never know just remember all this ends up in the big worldwide web and we never know who's going to find it so both of you please just plan on coming back and uh and have something new for me next time maybe i i love that stuff so i'm gonna let y'all play us out when you finish the song i'm gonna hit in and again this is randall cunningham on river city media we're doing a new art artist showcase this week and next week and the week after. Football season's ended, so I've got to do something to get programming out. So we do music. And, you know, I love this time of the year, and I love working with young people. So come back and see Seth and Luke again. Uh, and, I, I, you know, guys, I'm excited about your future, so just keep riding. So here it is. It's on you, and I'm going to sit back and listen. Uh, I, I know that. <laughs> uh, this one's called A Scattered Matter, and it'll be the last song we're playing today. An empty ice cream, cotton in the sink, a gummy bear in your drink. Refrigerator is upside down. The shelving's all on the ground. The TV in shambles. Inside, it's grandpa. You're out of mind, out of time, got no sight, got no slime, got nothing here but slime. It's a voice inside your mind, pushing you onward. Break through your dreams of low self-esteem.
Imagine a woodpecker, it's flying higher. Its wings drawn and light, see for yourself and seize the sky. Remember the woodpecker, it's flying onward, pushing you farther through your eyes, inside your mind.